Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing shielding the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. (laughs) That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. (laughs) Just go with what you saw today. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. You'll be wrong often, but then you can just point back to when you were right. No one will remember. No one's listening. We are back with a vengeance. Boards with friends. Bo Wolf, Shukapadia, here at the Novacare Complex on a Saturday afternoon, early, late morning, 11.24 a.m., as we prepare for the Eagles' Monday night game against Washington. What a week it has been. Sheil, how are you? Boards with friends? Did we change our name? Bo, I was going to say Bo Wolf and Shukapadia, oh, okay. and then right. I, got, I, got, I got caught, so... You know, we could redo the intro, or we could just let it let it live in perpetuity. We've never redone anything in our no, lives. No, no, we're not redoing anything. Yeah, you've got the full uh, crew neck uh, sweatshirt on. I do. Good Saturday look for you. Thank you. Very cozy. We've got lots to get to on the show today. We will recap everything that happened here this week with a little bird on the street. We'll talk about uh, the impact of the Cowboys' win over the New Orleans Saints. We've got some bird lines. We've got our crystal bald eagle. Shield's got a bird to flip. He's got an update on TV Uncle. I don't know if he has another birthday or what. Uh, and we've got a we got a little game for the Eagles' last five games called The Grouse Always Wins. Mm. I know that's right. I know that's right. Okay, so let's have some uh, off-topic banter. What's going on in your life? <laughs> Darren Sproles is expected to play? Mm, he is. Darren Sproles yesterday in the locker room uh, talked to reporters said that um, his initial injury was was more than just a, a hamstring injury. Now, I don't know if that means a severe hamstring, like a more severe hamstring injury than was let on or, or if there was something else. But, uh, you know, I don't think anybody ever thought it was just a, a nagging hamstring strain, but he has had some setbacks along the way. He said the plan is for him to play on Monday night, though he has been a limited participant in practice this week. Of course, uh, has not played since week one, in which he tied Jay Ajayi for the most snaps on the team among running backs. What is your expectation for him on Monday night? What kind of role do you think he'll play? What do you make of his lost season here? Well, Doug P. said that they won't overload him, which obviously would be smart given his age, his hamstring injuries, and everything else. He's 35. I think maybe he's the punt returner and plays like five snaps on offense. Are you uh, with me there? Give me the over. The over? You think he's going to play a lot? I think he's going to play more than five snaps, okay. yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. You mentioned he's limited. We'll see what he is. I don't is know if on. you read the cheat sheet. I haven't read it yet. It went no. up today, but... Uh, I generally don't read our work. That's probably smart. Uh, I was looking at the receptions by running backs on third down Okay. by the Eagles. In 2016, I think they were eighth in the league. Darren Sproles had like 16 of their 22 third down receptions. Last year after he got hurt, they dropped all the way down to 28th. And this year they're like 19th. They don't have a ton. They've got uh, 10 total. And I think that, you know, 2016 they had those garbanzo beans wide receivers. So there was a little bit of a different chemistry. But I think in Doug Peterson's offense, I think he would like the option of a real receiving threat out of the backfield on third down. So uh, I think he sort of saw that in week one, the way they tried to use Darren Sproles. Maybe they will not give him the full reins on Monday because he has been battling these injuries. But, um, you know, I think if this, it's like Darren Sproles has looked fine in the first half. He's held up on some punt returns and this is a close game and they need to win. I think you, I think you might see Darren Sproles on every third down. Well, last year they were uh, tremendous on third down and didn't throw to the running backs at all. You said, right? Correct. Okay, so you think that was an, that's not their sort of preference in a perfect world? I think that's not their preference. Okay. Also, those were like you know some of the third and longs. Yeah. I guess you're not going to throw to the running backs quite as much on third and long. Yeah. Um, but yeah. 
We'll see. We'll Who knows? see what they do. I mean, maybe it's just noise. We felt like Corey Clement could be a little bit of that guy. He, you know, sure that did. was probably his best play of the season last week. The screen where he broke some tackles in the open field yep. and then did the flex at the end. So maybe they'll mix him in. But yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like anything you get from Darren Sproles is a bonus. Keep your expectations low. What I would just like Keep to your see expectations where Darren Sproles is. What I would Low just like to see is that Low Man wins. Low Man wins now. That's why he's been so good. Really, what I would just would be nice for him is if he could finish the season in his career on his own terms. I mean, that's all I'm kind of hoping for the guy. Not a Super yeah. Bowl win, not a maybe even a playoff berth. Just, you know, the season's over. He's on the 53. He's healthy. I don't know. It seems like that's what they've been going for be nice. all season. So it seems like that's the goal. Uh, other injury updates. Sidney Jones, Rasul Douglas should be available, Doug said. So he didn't necessarily say like, oh, yeah, they're going to get in there and start and they're 100%. He said yeah, they'll but, be available. What do you think? They've been full participants all okay. week so far. We haven't had the injury report from today yet. Yeah. So what do you think? Sidney Jones, Rasul Douglas, and uh, Craven LeBlanc is your... Well, the question is, again, if you had read the cheat sheet, you would know this. No, I don't. Uh, I I think they will start Sidney Jones and Russell Douglas on the outside. So then the question is, is it just Craven LeBlanc uh, in nickel? Is it Devontae Bowsby in the nickel? Or do they do Sidney Jones inside and Big Bows outside? I don't think it's going to be Bowsby in the nickel, right? I mean, they've shown no inclination to play him in there. Well, but that's only because they needed him outside. Well, they could have played him instead I agree. of LeBlanc last week. That's true. They could have signed him instead of Dexter McDougal. Well, they couldn't have played him instead of LeBlanc. They had, they both had to be out there. Presuming that LeBlanc's best inside. My sister just emailed me, what's your protocol on tipping Lyft drivers? Good question. What do you do? I, I mean, I always tip. Yeah, how much? Depends on how far. Uh, if it's like le- if it's ten dollars or less, I usually do one or two dollars. Usually two dollars, and then beyond that, it becomes more of a uh, like twenty percent type mm, deal. I feel like it's a minimum three dollar <laughs> even for a short ride. Even for like an eight dollar yeah, ride, yeah, I think so. I go, I go on on one of those like eight dollar bad boys. I'm giving two. Now, what about when it's like a long like forty fifty dollar ride? Are you going twenty percent? Yes, okay. I'm going full twenty. I mean, it's kind of. I feel like it's. Uh, I have to come clean and say usually I'm expensing these when mm-hmm. I, a lot true like seventy five eighty percent point. of the times yeah. when I'm using Lyft. So you know then you can be a very generous tipper. That's true. What's your policy <laughs> on like uh, tipping at a at a like coffee place? Well, it, you know how the one that always gets me is now they have the screens and yeah. you put the credit card and they turn it around and, and they're, they're staring, staring right at, at you. you. You have it's, to tip there. It's such a, you can't flip that bad boy around with a zero or you're going straight to hell. <laughs> it depends, though. I, mean, I can't do I, it. I, I, in that situation, it's very hard. But like, yeah. it's so much pressure. It should not. Yeah. Some of these transactions do not necessarily feel like they should. Like if you're just if you're just giving me a coffee. Yeah, it's not like you're making a latte. You're just filling up a coffee. It's like a three dollar deal. Yeah, I don't need to tip you for that. I don't think. Yeah, you don't need to unless uh, I'm well, a generally very pro tip. Yeah. Well, here's what I'll do if I'm going to have the coffee there, steal their Wi-Fi, steal some of their table of space. Of course, if you're going to stick around, yeah, that's then, of course. Then I tip. Yeah, if it's a just <clears throat> coffee to go and there's not that pressure and it's just here's yeah. my card and you know that's the transaction, then I will not. Uh, I will not add anything there. What about takeout? That is the hardest one. Takeout's I find. very hard. Impossible. I usually give like uh, a couple bucks. I never know what to do because sometimes then I feel like, well, what's the point? I'm, you know, I don't want to be like cheap and right. do that. But like, you can't. Sometimes I, I find myself giving the twenty percent. I'm like, what am I doing? I do this only when there's mm. like a full waiter service. I know it's like the twenty percent minimum. And then what about what about at like a bar where they're just like expensive beers, but it's just a beer. I usually don't frequent those places. Okay. <laughs> the one thing that I that what's I, an expensive beer? How it's like the oh, most. I'm, I'm talking pay. about like if you you know like for instance when we were in Na- when we were in Nashville oh. and it's like a crowded bar and you're getting a couple Bud Lights but they're like seven dollar Bud Lights. Mm. I would say a dollar a beer, I think, is fair. I think it depends how drunk I am. I mm-hmm. will get more generous with the tipping the more beers I've had. That's true. The one, the one tipping uh, situation where I feel then like... Then you look at your receipt the next morning, yeah. like, whoa, oh, wow. 
The one where I feel like I need to do better, where I don't do good enough, yeah. is the hotel room leave behind because I never have enough mm. cash that feels like the yeah. appropriate amount to leave. I'm always, I always end up not having enough cash and then feeling bad that I'm not giving them enough. My wife has had a great influence on me there. Okay, that's good. I, I, that's one I would never really think about uh, until I met her, and now I'm like a big stickler on it. I will usually do like $5 a night. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. That is hard because oftentimes I because that like you can't you can't tip 20s. on a card there. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can go to the like, uh, you know, when you're on your way out, you can go to the front desk if you have time and oh, you can do that and say like, you know, I didn't get to leave this. Can you? I mean, Uh-oh. I don't know if they do leave it for them. Maybe they keep it for oh, themselves. Okay. It depends on the honesty of the sure person. But uh, the yeah, innkeeper, you, you can do that. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of which, uh, we can we can announce this very exciting announcement. I would well, say this? the post game pod know. from Dallas next Sunday night, yeah, will be the venue for the hotel motel holiday Finch draft. Well, maybe or maybe we'll do it during the week. How do you know? We might have a big game. It might depend on the game. No, we're going to do it after that. Ugh. That's going to be that's going to have that that that's how that's going to close. Awesome! I look forward to it. Okay, I'm sure the listeners will be just they might not be able to get through the next week well i think that's probably right all right back to the eagles secondary uh again i don't know if you read the cheat sheet but uh well i know that you didn't read the cheat sheet my my guess is it will be uh jones douglas on the outside and Craven leblanc inside i think so i have some i had some numbers on how often Washington is in 11 personnel here. So I will say one thing that stood out from the film of the... Who did they play last week? The Giants. Uh, officials let let go uh, quite a bit of handsiness and grabbiness. Hmm. So, you know, some of those drives that they held up in the second half, I think a different officiating crew, they might have uh, been a little SOL, as the kids say. Hmm. S-O-L. It really should be S-O-O-L. Sam O. Lynch. Okay. Okay. Uh, Washington has the uh, fifth most snaps in 11 personnel in the league, 69% of their total snaps, and that is without Jamison Crowder for a a good portion of the season. He's expected to be back, right? He's expected to be back, as is Chris Thompson, their third down back. that guy. Love that guy. Love that guy. Now, they so fifth most snaps in 11 personnel but 27th in yards per play mm. in 11 personnel uh, 5.17 yards per play i think that is probably a little bit affected by the absence of thompson and crowder um but i think the case remains that we uh, the nickel defense is going to be is going to be uh, on the field probably more often than not yeah i mean they stink in most offensive metrics yes they are below average but uh well, that's interesting with Chris Thompson. So you have Chris Thompson, Vernon Davis, Jordan Reed, and you have two nickel linebackers with the combined two thumbs. Hmm. It could be a challenge. Well, workable thumbs. They still this, The thumbs are still connected. Correct. That cast on Nigel Bradham's like, I mean, it looks monstrous. I don't know what a normal one looks like. I don't know how you play and tackle, quite honestly, with that thing on your hand. I think it's, it must be fun to tackle. Throw that club around. Yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> He's probably in constant pain. He's got to put a ziplock <laughs> over. Sure, he's on painkillers. He's gonna be fine. He's got to put a ziplock on that bad boy when he's just going to the shower in here. Have you ever had a cast? Never. Me neither. Never broken a bone. Knock on wood. Mm. You? No, I'm too much of a wuss to do anything risky enough to. Okay. Yeah. Um. Back to last year's uh, Carson Wentz finger debate. Okay. I mean, he's had all ten digits as this year, and they're still five and six. I wonder. Maybe they'd be doing better if he had. Maybe the team would have rallied around him if he Could was be. missing like three fingers on his left hand. Could be. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No other injury. Uh, Jason Peters has missed this week because of personal reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know what that is. Oftentimes, it's a Death in the family, I would say, right? It feels like more than 50% of the time. Probably. But not always, so we don't know. Um, Doug Peterson said he's hopeful that Peters will be able to play. Michael Bennett, it sounds like he's dealing with the same foot-toe thing that he dealt with in Seattle. 
um, that just kind of gets <laughs> bless you. Thank you. Uh, sort of worse later in the season, but he's been very good, especially as of late. He's expected to play. I think he kind of knows how to manage that bad boy. I think those are all the updates, right? Injury updates? I think that's right. Okay. So you don't know that's right. You think that's right. Correct. Okay. <laughs> um, and we talked about the Washington big injuries, I think. They're getting a couple guys back. Doug Peeves, pretty relaxed today, I thought. You? I thought so, too. Yeah? I mean, it's a Saturday. It's a Saturday. I wonder how they're feeling. Maybe they're feeling like, maybe this is actually the time when the pressure is off. Because now, really, nobody, I don't think, expects them to make a run. Well, let's talk a little bit about what has changed after okay. Dallas's win over the Saints. Um, I, I actually think too much is being made of this. Um, of course you would. Pandering to I your... don't think that the calculus for the Eagles has changed much at all. Uh, they still, I mean, they were always going to have to win these next two games. Right. They still have to do that. The only thing that really changes now is that they're not going to, they're probably not going to win the division at eight and eight. They're probably going to have to win one of the two Rams or Texans games. They're, they were always going to have to sweep the three division games. That is still the case. Dallas, I don't buy that Dallas is now all of a sudden some Super Bowl contender because of this win. I think they are, uh, I would be, I would be surprised if Dallas wins all three of their final games. That's at Indianapolis, home against the Bucks, at the Giants. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously. You don't go into fighting Frank Reich territory and come out with the win. Of course. So well, in that case, all right, the so, Eagles and yeah. Cowboys finish 9-7, and seven, the Eagles win the division. Correct. As we uh, many of you pointed out after our WIP show, the Cowboys lost to Washington earlier in the season. Lost to Washington earlier so in the season. They would have two division so losses. So for operating under the scenario that the Eagles beat them next week, they would have two division losses. The Eagles would only have be, one. I mean, we would have to be operating under the assumption that they're beating Washington twice. Correct. And beating the Cowboys. So, yes, they would only have one. So they would own the tiebreaker. So, yeah, without the – if the Cowboys would have lost, then you would have been one up if you would have won, won the next, next two week. games. Right. And uh, now that they didn't, you would be tied, so you have a little less, and you still have that game at the Rams. So yeah, if you lose to the Rams, and the Cowboys lose to the Colts, and everybody wins the rest of their games, you still have the tie break over the Cowboys. Correct. This is, again, assuming big assumptions, wins right. on Monday night and wins on Sunday, but that's I the only still, scenario that matters. Right. I still, you know, I still don't believe that this team is good enough to go right. on that kind of run, okay. but... If that was your expectation yeah. or your hope, that that doesn't change. Let me ask you this question. Rank these three scenarios in terms of likelihood. Scenario one, the Eagles beat Washington and beat the Cowboys. Scenario two, the Eagles beat Washington but lose to the Cowboys. What should scenario three be? <laughs> They lose both? Wasn't that the next step? Yeah, or I guess it or could they be. they lose to Washington and beat the Cowboys? That one's not fun. Yeah, lose both. So lose both, win both, beat Washington, and lose to the Cowboys. Well, this ties into a game I was Oh, gonna, all right. Uh, sorry. Let's no, not but, do it. No, I, don't, I know how you get. No, no. Well, you didn't get to play quarterback on Thanksgiving. We can answer them. I don't want to do this to you we again. We can answer them separately. <laughs> I'm just looking at the lines. Where'd you are. find that? Where'd you find those uh, future lines? By the way, I go to SurvivorGrid.com. Okay, is that reliable? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still alive in my Survivor pool. Um, well, let me guess. I think now. Did you look at this before or after the Cowboys won on Thursday? Night? As of this morning, and it was updated. It wasn't just made like before the week. I, I think so. Okay, I think the Eagles would be six and a half point dogs at the Cowboys. Right now, it has them at three and a half. Three and a half? No, that's crazy. I think though, I think the future lines maybe don't don't okay. move as much. All right, uh, but they are six and a half point favorites on Monday night against Washington. Yeah, I would say. I mean, I guess most likely I will follow the lines. I will say most likely is they beat Washington and lose to the Cowboys. I'm going to say second most likely they win both. I think second most likely is they lose both. Yeah, you might be right. Well, let's play this game. 
This game is called The Grass Always Wins, like the house always wins. You have 100 turkeys, Sheil, and you have to bet at least five turkeys on each of the five Eagles games remaining against the spread. So here are the against five the games. Soka. Eagles favored by six and a half against Washington. Three I'm and not half. writing anything down, so I'm going to need to. You're going to have to repeat these just so you know. Three and a half point dogs against Dallas. Mm. Seven point dogs in LA. Two and a half point favorites at home against the Texans, and two point favorites at Washington in Week 17. Man, this is not going to make people feel good about the Eagles. I feel like. So you've got. Well, maybe a, you just think I'm a moron, which you've is got a hundred turkeys. All right. But you have to bet at least five on each on each spread. How would you like to bet? Bet at least five, so that uh, so the max bet I can make on one is eighty. 80. Correct. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna push your chips to the table. I think I'm going eighty on the Rams covering <laughs> seven. Yeah, that that fits your that fits your. I'm sorry, but. I uh, I I think that if if bringing if I was if I was doing uh, 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 the most on brand thing for Shield to do, it would definitely be pushing all your chips to the middle of the table. Well, for Sean I'll get your numbers after here, and we'll bet a little pasta fisios and see who's right. uh, the one. All right, so okay, uh, that's probably not the wisest thing to do, right? You're supposed, it's like the star. You're supposed to diversify. Do you know anything about about that stuff? You don't know anything. Very right? uh, yeah, me neither. Okay, probably a little bit more than you do. <laughs> Um, and then I guess I'm going, my next most confident, I think, was three and a half is not a great line. I think I would probably, that would be my next most confident, but I have to put five on the rest of them anyway. So five on the Cowboys this week. Oh boy. I feel like I'm not throwing the Eagles a bone on anything. So you know what though? I picked, as we'll see in Crystal Bald Eagle. Uh, I have to take Washington. Mm-hmm. Five there. Uh, I'll give the Eagles that, but they beat the Texans. I could see that. Their season's over, and they just uh, <laughs> they beat the Texans. Okay. At Washington, the final week, boy. I mean, we might have to show up. I might have to wear the joggers to that one in terms of juice if there's nothing yeah. at stake there. Eh, I'll give them that. I'll take the Eagles in that one. Okay. Oh, wait, but I am competing against you for this, so I really should think about it. Uh, give me Washington in the in week seventeen. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go. I mean, come on, seven. That that bad boy, depending on how the next two weeks go. Yeah. I guess it, it, on the other hand, if they somehow <clears throat> string together a couple wins, maybe it goes the other way. I'm going. Uh, I gotta. I gotta mitigate your your Rams run a little bit. I'm going fifty on the Rams. Oh, okay. So you're in the same boat. You just that, that's thirty for the minions right there. Yep. And then give me. Well, actually, I guess I don't know if that. I don't <laughs> game theory wise. I don't know if that makes a lot of sense. But because <laughs> now I still got to make up thirty points with my other fifty. All right. Give me. Um, I'm taking the Eagles in Dallas. Minus three, plus three and a half. Yeah? Okay. And I'm going 25 on that bad boy. So that's your 30-point swing mm, right there. Wow. Then... Nice I've, game, by the way. I've I enjoyed got this game. 25 left. So I'm going to go... I'm going 10 on the Eagles at home against Houston. Okay. So that's a five-point swing for me. Or you, obviously. Then I'm going ten for Washington this week. And ten that leaves for me, Washington. Yeah. Okay. And that leaves me with uh, five for the last game. Now, who do I bet? Because if we we could still be tied going to this last game, I'll take the Eagles. I'll take uh, okay. Carson Wentz, given the given us the. Uh, Eagles finished, you know, it was a lost season, but they finished strong. Oh, Will one, that carry over? One of my wor- one of my least favorite, like... I know uh, it is. NFL storylines. So, okay. I mean, this is... Uh, so, I'm, I'm betting on the Eagles in three of the last five. You are betting on the Eagles in one of the last five. I think that's fair. You probably have the smart 
The smart bet. So the Eagles right now are dogs in two of the? Correct. Remaining five. Okay. Only been a dog once all season. Yeah. Saints. All right. The grouse always wins. Pasta Fisio is on the line. All right. That was a good one. So excited. Now, uh, size of sandwich, or are we doing mediums or small? I think the medium. I mean, the medium is a, is a big boy now. a big boy yeah. sandwich. A large, boy. large feeds a family of five, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. I wish I had known about that place uh, earlier in my life. Well, here you are. Here I am. I had a little, uh, I went to Penrose Diner yesterday. Mm. Yeah. What'd you get? Turkey club. Okay. Several cups of coffee. Did you go solo? Yeah. Oh, nice. Good time. Didn't, didn't invite me? Where was I? You were here. Oh, oh my gosh! How rude! Unbelievable! I was, I was I, starving yesterday. I had, well, I was. I had. I had oh. taken Casey to the doctor. I hadn't eaten anything all day long. Oh, okay. It was before you came in. It was before I came oh, in. I hadn't. That's I, acceptable. I hadn't yet. Entered. I thought you left the Novocaine. No, no, I wouldn't have done that. Me. I wouldn't have done that. My God, it was on my way in. I mean, I, I like know dying. we're sick of each other at I this was, point I was in the dying season. But for my God, something. all right. And I had like I had. I was trying to do this errand for a story. In Center City, and I drove around oh. Center City for forty minutes without finding a parking spot, and I just bailed. And then, so that's why I was like, "All right, I got to, I got to sit down and yeah, get a cup eat. of coffee." Somewhere. You got to eat. Um. So anyway. Okay. All right. Should we talk about this Cowboys thing? What more? I thought we just talked. No, about I mean, what did you did you watch oh. the game? I only watched the fourth quarter. Okay, so you didn't watch a lot. I had to catch up on Survivor. Okay, it's understandable. I mean, do you feel like? All right, so your opinion has as your opinion changed on the pecking order in the NFC East, the I don't think it changed much of my opinion. I mean, I going into that game, I still thought the Cowboys were the best of these three teams. Yeah. I think that is still the case. Uh we said on B- BWF radio, I said I thought their defense was the only good defense the, the only good unit of all That's true. six units. I think that is probably still the case. Um you know, Dak Prescott almost gave that game away. I think uh, the real opinion that changed is that, you know, Sean, Sean Payton's a fraud. Uh, <laughs> although I guess I already thought that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not getting ahead of myself. I, I, like, Dallas is still, to me, uh, looking at probably a first or second round exit. I don't would you trade the Eagles' defensive personnel for the Cowboys' defensive personnel? That's a good question. Because I think you would say, I, I think if you were ranking the players, you would probably have Fletcher Cox first and then like three or four Cowboys next. Um, maybe some respect to Malcolm Jenkins. But I mean, I think you're talking like Demarcus Lawrence. Both linebackers. Yeah. Byron as, Jones, as, probably. As steroided up as they may be. Um,. I think I would take the Cowboys' defense. I think you have to. They're just a lot. Uh, they feel a lot faster and a lot more athletic than the Eagles' defenders. More stronger, a little bit stronger. A little you bit think? more willing to lay the wood. You know, this is true, legally or illegally. Yeah, exactly. but, um, yeah I don't know. It, it does feel like athleticism should be a. I know it hasn't really been a focus. I feel like of the Eagles' team builders, and I'm not saying like. You know, the spark thing doesn't it just because right. you have a high spark doesn't mean. But I like the players who you like who also have a high spark. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like when things don't go exactly according to plan or you need someone to make a play on a third down or, you know, get to a spot faster than the offensive lineman. It seems like the Cowboys have some more guys who can do that. Yeah, I would like to read. Doesn't it feel like a you know it was like a year ago where it's like this is the this defense has like the least talent in the NFL and now it feels like they have I don't know I don't remember that, that I don't thing? know if it was a year it seems like very recently I would look at them and be like mm-hmm. oh you know they have no chance to be good they have no talented players and now it feels like they you know I don't know that they've used their resources <laughs> in the best ways possible and drafting you know saying a team is good at drafting usually. That's fleeting. It kind of goes, right. you know, year by year, and so maybe it's some of that, and they're just kind of on a hot stretch. But uh, yeah, it feels like they've drafted some athletes and have some players who I think I would agree with you. I think I would switch. I mean, the Eagles say, you know, yeah, Jenkins is better, Cox is better. You know, other than that, I mean, yeah, Brandon yeah. Graham, you could 
make a case for Randy yeah. Gregory nearly. I mean, the yeah. Cowboys did, though, I think. You know, they did dominate that game. Like, Randy Gregory had the two terrible penalties. Uh, Dak missed Michael Gallup wide on a open. wide open uh, do down that. the right sideline. And I think there was one other... There's one other thing I want to say where it was like, you know, they're just handing the Saints. Uh, they had all those penalties, which were, I think were legit penalties. Um, they were handing the Saints these chances, and the Saints just uh, couldn't capitalize there. I agree with you. It's sort of – it feels like the Cowboys got the – we always say do the infrastructure thing. It feels like they have the infrastructure wrong. Yes. Like if you could, if you could take the Eagles' infrastructure, the Wentz, Peterson, and front office, and then I feel like trade everything else – then that would be a very good team, I feel. Well, you know yeah, what I'm saying? I mean, you you can't you wouldn't be able to you can't have Wentz and Ezekiel Elliott, right? They're from the same. Draft. No, I mean, it's it's you can't do any of this. Oh, <laughs> so it's a very hypothetical. That's fair. But that's sort of how I view it. Like, I yeah, I I don't I think that this is a bit of fool's gold for the Cowboys. Now, you know that said, they may be preparing to win the division for the second time in three years, but uh, I think long term. The way they've built that team is is not going to um, work out for the They're best. They're going to be stuck. I mean, they're probably going yes. to be stuck with the coach and the quarterback. And so even though they have done some things in the other areas that have been uh, that have been good, specifically we mentioned defensively, it may end up in a team that's just sort of between 7 and 10 wins for right. you know several years and a lot of uh, early exits in the playoffs. We'll see. I'll it does feel like I don't know. It does feel like they're a lot better than the Eagles right now. Yeah, no question. So uh, I'll tell you what else. One of my one of my biggest uh, pet peeves. Okay. Calling a timeout with like three seconds to go before the two minute warning. I saw you say that. You're right about that. I hate that. Yeah. It's uh, it's explain terrible. it for people who don't understand what because, you're talking about. Because you know, Sean Payton did this and they got burned by it. You're not say you know you're not really you're not saving time. Because there is guaranteed to be the stoppage at two minutes. So whether uh, the the bigger thing is if you if you let it run to two minutes, you are especially against a team like the Cowboys who are uh, very conservative in the way they call the game. You are guaranteeing that they are going to run the ball both times, or I guess on third down. Yeah. No, no, second down because they want to keep the clock running. And then you call timeout, and then they're going to run the ball on third down because they want the clock to uh, keep running. So you are you are the most important thing for the Saints was getting the ball back in Drew Brees' hands, not down ten points. And the best way to do that with what a minute left or whatever was to force the Cowboys to run and know and know on defense what you have coming. Instead, you call timeout before the two minute warning. You are inviting the Cowboys to pass the ball, which is you never you know. It's harder to defend the pass than it is to defend the run. And what happens is they get a uh, pass interference in the end zone and the yeah. game is over. Um, the Knowing what's coming is more valuable than four seconds saved, as long, presuming that you are able to stop the clock anyway. It's not even close. It's, like, really dumb. And Sean Payton wasted his challenges early in that game. Yeah. It is. It's so amazing to me that these guys put in the number of hours they do during the week. I don't watching, know how that one. Keep, they keep getting yeah, that one wrong. Watching film and game planning and doing all this stuff, and they sleep in their offices and eighteen hours a day, 18, blocking seven hundred pound men. And then it's like, in terms of game management and giving yourself the best chance to win a game in those three hours, that's just like ignored. Like you're going off gut or what you always do. It's incredible. Yeah. I can't. I don't know. Every week it happens. Yeah. Even with the even with coaches who are very good at doing everything else, they're still doing this in the middle of game. So I don't know if it'll ever change. We'll see. All right. Okay. Cowboys are heavy. Yeah. Cowboys uh, remain. <coughs> I don't have the updated odds, but uh, big time favorites to win. Big the time favorites to win the division. I will say, uh, I, I'm not. Uh, Washington could win on Monday night. Sure. And at which point they're still very much in it. They've yeah. got an easy schedule. Terrible schedule. So I think it's not uh, done and dusted for the Dallas Cowboys yet. Okay. Unless the Eagles win and then they beat the Eagles next week, then it's over. All right. Want to get to some bird lines? Sure. Or should we talk a little bit more general Washington first? 
I feel like we can get to it during the bird lines, and if okay. not, and not, we can fill in the gaps at All the right. end. Darren Sproles touches versus Golden Tate touches. Are we including special teams or offensive touches? Let's include special teams. Ooh. But not fair catches. Can't wait for nobody to tally this up and to never know if we got it right or not. What a fruitful exercise. (laughs) Um, Not fair catches. I don't know. If I'm him, I'm not calling a fair catch for anything. They go with a bang here. They are going to force the ball to Golden Tate, as we've seen. Uh, But Sproles, the run game. I'll say Tate. I'll take Sproles. Okay. Okay. Points for the Eagles scored away from 23 points. So the absolute value of the points they score Gotcha. away from 23. Absolute value. Nice. It took me a second to remember what that was. Versus uh, catches for Alshon Jeffrey. By the way, the way they're teaching math nowadays is so different than when we learned math. Interesting. Tell me. My daughter's bringing home these like uh these like worksheets and they're teaching like all these concepts that I've never really heard before to help them with like addition and subtraction. I don't even remember the names. I would butcher it, but I I'm like, "What is this?" You know, it's like is this an example of it says some sort of theory or rule that they use to learn to Add and subtract. But, uh, yeah, it's very different. Interesting. I don't know. How, how did we learn it? I feel like you just uh, yeah, use uh-huh. your fingers. or I remember, I remember um, my favorite thing about math was, um, like, at that, not a little bit older than that age, was uh, uh, multiples of nine, like figuring out the... That, times tables? The time, but, but specifically for nine, because you know that they always added up to nine. Mm. I thought that was so cool. Gotcha. Okay. What was the question? Oh, absolute value. Of, away from 23 or what, or what else? Alshon catches. Or Alshon catches. Uh, Alshon's targets have gone down. We know that since the Golden Tate trade catches. Whoa, oh, what is going on out there? Sounds like a bomb has been dropped. This is... Well, I hope not. I hope not, too. Well, this will be a tough way for us to go. This is podcast. Yeah, but I better get my answer it, it, won't, it won't get uploaded because I won't have time. <laughs> They'll find uh, this This is in like the... a World War II, like Berlin siren or something. will find this in the rubble and play yeah. it, hoping for hints and yeah. hear us talking about uh, like undershirts or something. I don't see any flashes outside. Okay. I will say that Alshon catches will be greater than the number of points that the Eagles are away from 23. Did I, I agree that correctly? With, yes, you did. Okay. I agree Is with it 23 you. 23 or I 24? Think they're gonna, 23. Okay. I think they're going to... Uh, give I, it away. I believe myself. I think they're going to uh, force the ball to Alshon a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think he's in for a big game. All right. Um, total turnovers combined... Versus mentions of Reuben Foster on TV. Total turnovers combined. Mentions of, well, they're not going to want to spend a lot of time on Reuben Foster, right? You think, you think Jason Witten's going to be bringing some insight into, uh, <laughs> with yeah, all due respect. He's going to be dropping the wood. No, I think what they'll so do I is they'll say, have one. They, I think they will have one. Forced. Dedicated conversation. Yeah. They will flash up, uh, you know, Doug Williams' quote on the big screen, yeah. and then that will probably be that. So does that count as one, or you're saying number of times they say his name? Or uh, yeah, number of times they say his name. I love how you're just making this up as we go along. What else do we ever do? Well, I don't know. They might say his name, but they'll probably say his name a few times in that, so I would probably say Reuben Foster. Okay, how about segments then? <laughs> then I'll say turnovers. Okay. <laughs> I, I agree. I'll, I'll go with the Ruben Foster. I think there will be one they, conversation. I think they may circle back to it at some point. Okay. Does halftime count? Probably not. Who watches halftime? Okay. When's the last time you oh, watched God. a halftime? They do. I don't even know what they do. You know what's even worse than the uh, their booth is this like for, these forced concerts they have at halftime. Oh, these right. Night football. So what are they doing here? Well, that well, they're in the city, right? That they do the game. Oh uh, yeah, I guess. Oh, so maybe we should know that. Hmm. Yeah, it's not going to be Meek Mill. Halftime, you hit pause. 
you do some other stuff. You wash some dishes. Yeah, you, you hit mute. You don't hit pause, right? No, I hit pause. And then you fast forward? Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, grab a snack. Sometimes you do the move of uh, you go brush your teeth, you know, that way. Wow. As soon as the game's over, you Interesting. Can go right to sleep. But what about the snack? Well, I assume I'm done eating at that point. Okay. It's only the second half I have to get through. It's not that long. What, no drink? <laughs> Water. Okay. What else am I drinking at that time of night? I don't know. You like your maker's mark on the rocks. Well, that's on a Friday, not a weeknight. Come okay. on. I'm not a wild man. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> uh, booze by the Philadelphia Ooh. Faithful. Okay. The booze that would be consumed. Uh, <laughs> booze. <laughs> right. uh, segments of booze. Segments of booze. Not individual booze. Okay. Versus uh, new injuries suffered by the Eagles. Oh, wow. That's a dark one. All right, new injuries. If it's a uh, injured player getting like a like if Sidney Jones go, comes in and goes out, does that count? It does not count. It doesn't count. New players. So players who haven't had an injury don't have currently have an injury. Correct. Not on the injury report. Is that a way to do it? Or or who who played last week? Um, I will say injuries. There will be booze, but you know. Maybe one or two segments, I would think. I'm going to go with the booze. There could be more. There very well could be more. I'm going to go with the booze. It's going to, yeah, because the crowd's going to be lubed up, as they say. Yoked up? Sure. Uh, Carson Wentz's longest touchdown pass in this game versus uh, points scored by Joel Embiid tomorrow night against the Memphis Grizzlies. Well, I think the Eagles have currently have three touchdown passes outside the red zone, which is second fewest in the NFL. That is terrible. Really sucks. <laughs> and Joel Embiid is playing like an M- Joel Embiid is playing like an MVP. He's not getting enough MVP pub. I mean, he's averaging, what, 29? 29 a game, and there's upside there. So, going Embiid. I'm gonna, I, I think Carson Wentz is going to hit a big one. Okay. So I'll take Wentz. All right. Last one. Uh, yards of total offense for the Eagles versus the time that the postgame pod is posted. God. <laughs> this makes me tired thinking about it. Yeah, you got to do your reverse math again. My reverse math. Okay, so game starts at when? Oh, it was 8.20? Is it 8.20, 8.30? 8.20. It might be like an 8.25. Remember when Monday Night Football used to be 9 o'clock? Were they insane? <laughs> My God. Yeah. What is this, the World Series? <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's say finish around 11.30. How long do we generally spend with press conferences and locker room? You have the 10-minute grace period, opens up at 11.40, and then when we get 45 minutes or so, is that right? Mm-hmm. 40 minutes? Yeah, it's usually not quite that long. But 12.20, get back up 12.30, get settled, You know, get a beverage, roll up the sleeves, figure out what stupid thing I'm going to write about that nobody wants to read because this team is so frustrating and not fun to watch at all. Take at least a couple hours, I would think. It usually takes longer, but maybe I can speed it up given the sense of urgency. We're at what, 240? Uh, you'll probably be lollygagging around. Always. <laughs> I would say we would start the postgame pod, I'll say 305. That's probably being aggressive. Mm-hmm. And what was the other thing? Total yards. For the Eagles offensively? Yeah. Mm. All right, pretty good one here by you. Yeah. I felt good. I mean, it's going to be in the 3 or 4 o'clock somewhere in there, probably. Okay, see, now this one is, uh, I feel like if they're piling up the yards, there may be some more juice to what I'm writing about. Okay. You know? Yeah. Might be something interesting, or or it could be But so they are, they're they're, they're connected, they're elastic together. Yeah, I think so. Although it could be a 420 yards, 14 points, as this team loves to do. Yeah, that's true. I feel like I'm probably going to be in a mail-it-in type mood. <laughs> and so I will go with the Eagles' yards. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Subscribe to The Athletic. Theathletic.com slash Philadelphia. Lots of good uh, deals going on these days for the holidays. Uh, I will take... I like that one. That was a good one. I will take the... I'll take the postgame pod. I think... Uh, 
Just like, you know, no one's ever gone broke betting against uh, the stupidity of the American public. No one's ever gone broke betting against the procrastination of Birds with Friends. All right. All right. Uh, I say we save the crystal ball diggle for last. Oh, we're not at last yet? Okay. No, because you said you have a bird to flip. Oh. And you have a TV uncle update. All right. So my bird to flip is to... uh, (coughs) I'm sure you've seen this on Twitter. Like, whenever there's a, a game... And, like, the ratings are posted, and you'll have members of, like, you know, whether it's football media or just the football world. Oh, I thought I thought no one had interest in football anymore. Yeah. Oh, this is a, <laughs> oh, this is a tough pill to swallow for all those war on football people. Like, hello, you morons. The game, those three hours, I agree. They're still, you know, you, it's still enjoyable. There's entertainment value. There's buzz when we go to the stadiums. That doesn't discount all of the issues that this sport is facing that have been well documented. And I didn't see anyone tweeting those out after Ruben Foster or Mm. Kareem Hunt. Hey, oh, all those, like, get a clue. Why do you have to be so arrogant? I like this take. It's so annoying. I like this take. Like, youth football participation is declining. Retired players, their lives are being ruined by the game they've played. Owners are a disgrace in this league, <laughs> and you had the worst week of PR any professional sports league could have. Preach! All right, all right the ratings are good. That doesn't mean your sport is saved and is going to be, like, at the top of the mountain for 20 years. Like, how about some humility? You're so annoying. Wow. Oh, I know. That's right. It's, it kills me. You've been holding why that one in. I feel the need to, like, brag about that? All right, the ratings are good. You know why? Because everyone plays fantasy football. Everyone gambles. And it is fun those three hours. Aside from those three hours, the league is facing all these crazy, serious, like, really terrible issues. You don't need to sweep them under the rug just because the rate. Oh, look at these ratings compared to Game 7 of the World Series. Who cares? (laughs) Well, even beyond that, uh, I think... I think I shocked you. That was that great. Felt more like a YouTube. Yeah, I felt I was. Watching, I was just uh, looking at genius. these tweets like this last week. Like, well, I totally agree with that. And not only that, but like, it's one thing if you're getting those tweets from like you know Fox TV executive X. It's another like you're a reporter covering yeah, the league. Right. You don't work for the. Le- I yes. mean, now some of them do work mm, for the league. I know that's right. But uh, you know. Your your job is not to is not to cheerlead Protect, the ratings yeah, of the right. game that yeah. you cover. You know, I suppose that if the, the game uh, is popular, there are more jobs covering the league. But you know, this this nonsense of I totally agree with that. Like yeah. this water carrying, yeah, needs to stop. Okay, it's it's a it's a it's a deeply flawed game that probably shouldn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, and, but it's funny, <laughs> and then but sometimes you watch and it's like. All right, this is a really fun way to spend three hours. Yeah. That's like the conflict yeah. that, uh, <laughs> with it. All right. Well, that's one of my favorite takes of yours uh, okay. ever. Uh, so I, I get home the other, uh, I think it was last week, get home from work. My wife is like giddy, you know. She's like in an unusually good mood. <laughs> like, what the, what's going on here? And she doesn't say anything, and we have like a conversation about something else. She's leaving to pick up my daughter, and she's like, you notice anything different? <laughs> I look around. I see nothing. Then I turn to my right. The TV has been raised. Remember the wall-mounted TV with TV Uncle? Where we had the whole thing where I get home and I'm thinking, this TV is way too low. Yes. Yet it was the tag team of TV <laughs> Uncle and my wife saying, what are you talking about? This is fine. You want to raise it higher than this? And so a couple of weeks ago, you know, we were uh, at the, we have kind of an area where you can sit at the kitchen table and see the TV. And she's like, you know what? It is kind of low from here. Thank you. My brother-in-law visited a few weeks ago. He's like a real TV aficionado. I say, yo, Uncle Yaba. That's what I call. Is this, this TV look a little bit low? And I could tell he had been wanting to say something about it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely low. <laughs> I go, see? And so my wife called TV Uncle back. And I'm calm. Wow. Got to pay an extra 80 bones. Oh, that seems reasonable. Seems reasonable if we would have listened to me in the first place. Well, I know, that's right. <clears throat> the TV has been raised. Wow. 
And life has improved in the Capalia household? It has. I mean, it's at a much better spot. Now, TV Uncle keeps ripping me for the basement setup. He's like, when he... When He's he, ripping you? Well, so when he first... You're not paying him to rip you. When he first hung the initial TV, it's like, this TV's pretty old. Call me, call me if you want me to, like, uh, install a new one with, like, whatever. You know, I never understood surround sound. You, like, mm. who cares? I just want to be able to hear. I, it's nice for, like, a movie, maybe, but, yeah. I guess. Give me a break. I'm, uh, so he was trying to push me on that, which, who knows? That would, I would have to take out, like, a second job in the I'm sure he's got a guy. Later. No, he would be the guy. <laughs> Well, he has always got a guy. Well, um, so yeah. So then he 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 threw that out to my wife again. This this time when mm. he came in to fix the. If you ever want me to, you know, redo the basement setup, let me know. So did he have to like? Did he fill in the hole? I'm not. I don't know how it was done. She said it was actually much much easier than uh, she anticipated. Okay. I don't know. I would have to get more details. Because I mean, they create a hole to. Yeah. Right. He just. Yeah, there's the mount, right? Isn't that a thing? Well, yeah, but moving the mount is no. easy. But uh, what's re- replacing the wires the, uh, behind the that? hole mm-hmm. in the in the Where's wall? Where's there a hole with the wires? Where the mount goes, right? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. God, we're stupid. Yeah, we are. We are. Okay. So, TV <clears throat> uncle returns. Not real yeah. All right. Good stuff. Okay. Dynamic out of you. Thank you. All right. All right. The Eagles play uh, Washington on Monday night. Eagles are 24th overall DVOA. Washington is 17th, although they have lost Alex Smith. Eagles are uh, 20th on offense, 21st passing offense, 20th run offense, 24th on defense, 18th against the pass, 24th against the run, and 21st on special teams. Read the cheat sheet. You can find out what Dave Fibb thought about my onside kick idea. I look forward to it. Washington, 25th on offense, 28th passing, 11th running. 18th on defense, 12th against the pass, 26th against the run, and third overall on special teams. The 26th against the run is uh, one that has uh, sort of been confounding me given uh, their stats and all the focus on their uh, front three and their front seven. Uh, I think uh, DFOP Fran Duffy told me that uh, they've only given up one one run over 20 yards all season long. Mm. Uh, well, they don't have to worry about that against the Eagles. That's generally. true, and yet they, they still rank 26th against the run uh, DBOA-wise. So those are, your, those are your matchups. The Eagles are favored by 6.5 points. How do you see this going down? Well, Doug P. had a fun joke. He came to the podium mm. today with his uh, play sheet, and he, you know, we were looking at it, and he said, they're all runs. Ani, I feel like that's the one piece of media criticism that, he, uh, that maybe annoys him more yeah. than anything else. Don't you, don't you think? Yeah. He's constantly... Uh, referencing that. <clears throat> well, it is crazy. It's all there in front of the Eagles. If they were to somehow catch lightning in a bottle and turn their season around, there's still the possibility of a playoff berth. I don't see it. I haven't seen it. I think we know what the team is at this point. Biggest issue, cannot put the ball in the end zone, cannot score offensively. What are they now? What did you say? 20 did you read that Overall? out? Overall? Oh, no, offensively. 21st. 20, 20, 21st? 20th, sorry. 20th. 21st passing, 20th oh, running. I thought it was worse. Okay. They're 24th overall. Okay. Uh, so that <clears throat> makes me nervous. So offensively for the Eagles, I mean, the game plan, you know, you saw encouraging signs from the offensive line last week. Much better Washington front. Uh, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Ryan Kerrigan. Preston Smith. Who am I missing? Anybody? It's like a, it's like a deep... Matt Ionitis. Matt I Yeah, where does he have? Seven and a half sacks or something? T for Temple U. Uh, so they have a talented defensive line, so it's going to be tougher to push... Pernell McPhee. Okay. It's going to be tougher to push those guys around, but we'll see what happens there. I mean, balance, sure. Give it a shot. Try to run the ball. Help your defense out a little bit. I just don't see a scenario where the Eagles are scoring like... Uh, 30 plus points you know the the washington does not have a great uh, linebacking core or secondary we saw that in the thanksgiving game against the cowboys those cornerbacks did not play well dj swearinger their safety is you know maybe their best player so can far be had can be had but he's had a good year i think by all accounts they can be had they sorry. can be had uh in the secondary so i think the eagles will move the football i think there will be points of frustration and we'll see what happens there. On the 
Other side of the ball, I mean, it is a it is a tough go. You get some corners back, but it's like none of these corners are really proven, and if they're playing banged up, um, it's tough. At the same time, Washington decimated on the offensive line. I think we said this earlier in the week. Fletcher Cox, Michael Bennett, maybe Tim Jernigan gets gets in there a little bit uh, this week. Their defense, interior defensive linemen, I feel like have to dominate this game. I think they can can dominate this game. Uh, I'm worried about their linebackers playing injured you have to be always be worried about Corey graham and so i actually think <laughs> i think washington will uh make some plays colt mccoy will run around a little bit i think it depends on whether he'll make those mistakes whether it's sacks fumbles interceptions or not uh will really depend on if they score 14th highest interception rate of the 57 qualifying quarterbacks who have started at least 20 games since 2010 okay uh, ultimately, I think it'll be a game much like many of the games we've seen so far this season. I think it'll come down to the end. Eagles will have a chance to win it, maybe a chance to lose it. We'll see. And I'm going to say, playing at home, got Colt McCoy. They find a way, second week in a row, Jake Ice Elliott with a game-winning field goal that gives them a 24-23 win. They stay in the mix. And the following week, they go to Dallas, and they get crushed. <laughs> I think that's how the next two weeks go. Okay. Okay. Uh, part of me wants to take Washington here. I think um, I think this Eagles team maybe still is, a, is a, a touch delusional or uh, refusing to accept the truth about how good they are. At the same time, I'm just I'm not going to pick a a team with that name that claimed uh, Reuben Foster off waivers this week that has Daniel mm-hmm. Snyder as the owner. Just just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, further, I know that we have fallen into this trap several times this season, but you know Carson Wentz against Colt McCoy. I it seems like the Eagles need to win this game and, and win it fairly handily. Now, they have not been good enough. They're still uh, banged up on defense. Who knows what they're going to do on offense. I think we will see a little bit more Alshon Jeffrey in this game. I don't necessarily buy that this is the Josh Adams show all of a sudden on offense, although although we have doubted him before. And uh, I think this this will be a, a slog again. I think the Eagles will, uh, I think they will finally have a couple big plays in the passing game in this game. Maybe one to Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, maybe something schemed up for, uh, you know, Corey Clement on a wheel route or something mm. like that. A little mesh. A little mesh, maybe. And uh, I think the Eagles will score just a little bit more than they did last week. Continue to push up the <laughs> second highest scoring point. Uh, of the season, I think they win this game twenty-six to twenty-one. Okay, and we get another week of relevance. What will it take to have this this town juiced up that they're going to go into uh, Dallas and 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 beat the Cowboys and take over the division? I think it's going to take what type a of combination win? of two things? Okay, fierce play from the defensive line, okay. really getting after Colt McCoy. And or Carson Wentz brilliance. I think that's all. I think that is you what think it's it will just take. Carson Wentz. Brilliance? I think if, if Wentz comes out and lights it up and they score thirty, even if it's I like, think you're probably right. Even if it's like thirty to twenty four or thirty to twenty seven, I think that'll have people juiced up. But you're right. I mean, how many times are we saying that? Hey, maybe that'll happen, and mm-hmm. and uh, the offense has just sort of been out of whack. So, um, yeah, twenty six, twenty one, twenty four, twenty three. A game kind of like last week. I don't think that's going to get people juiced up. But still, a win, a win gives uh, give you some juice next week. Gives you some juice. <clears throat> one one game one game season sort of. Yeah, and it is the Cowboys. Keep it simple, Chris Long said. One game at a time. Okay. Did he talk about why he uh, gave the post game speech? He, he said uh, Malcolm Jenkins told him a couple weeks ago to take over that take over that job. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder why. So was it calculated? Was Jenkins like, I'm going to call out my teammates. I'm going to give Long. I think, it, I think Chris Long taking it over predated the oh, okay. calling out his teammates, but I don't know that for sure. That's inter- That's kind of interesting. 
Jenkins feel like his voice wasn't being heard? Or that he had nothing, maybe he had nothing else to say? Maybe it was uh, stop trying to do what we did last year. New hmm. voice. I like it. I don't know. Okay. All right. It would have been great if uh, Malcolm Jenkins gave it to like... Trayvon? Trayvon Hester. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right. Post-game pod is when we'll talk to him next. It'll 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 either be the funeral for the 2018 Eagles or it'll be... All right. All it takes is one win, baby. Yeah. So one way or another, we will be there. Okay. We'll talk to you uh, very early Monday morning. For Shiel, I'm Bo. Have a great weekend, and as always, we love you.